Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Star Wars 7x7, episode 1337. Today, a production update on Solo, a Star Wars story, and on episode 9. Punch it, Chewie. Hi, I'm Taylor Gray from Star Wars Rebels, and you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey Rebel Rouser, welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod, and it would be a post-production update on Solo, of course, and a pre-production update on Episode 9. I will get to the Episode 9 notes after the break, but we'll talk Solo first. And there hasn't been a heck of a lot brewing with Solo, a Star Wars story. Some of the actors are making the rounds here and there on interview shows for various things, and of course getting asked about Star Wars in the process, but nothing really major is jumping out. I think really the biggest thing that has come about of late is the announcement of the publishing initiative that's leading up to Solo A Star Wars Story. In fact, the most recent news in regard to the whole book thing has to do with some report about the timeline. And it's really funny to see (laughs) this reporting happening when the question has really already been answered long ago by Bob Iger. But here's what everybody is talking about right now. The fact that Del Rey released an update dated timeline which they do in their novels and included in that is not only where every novel takes place in the canon timeline but also where the movies and tv series take place too and so solo a star wars story has been added to that timeline and as various outlets are noting it takes place before rogue one and before star wars rebels well shucks of course it does because bob Iger is already on record saying that this takes place during the time period that han is between 18 and 24 years old and he is approximately 30 years old when we get to a new hope so that puts it as ending at least six years before the events of a new hope which already puts it before star wars rebels and before rogue one so this is all old news and i guess it also does point out the fact that there's a 10 year age difference between han and leia so that's <laughs> That's something that's rather interesting to consider. We, I don't think a lot has been made of the fact that there is that wide of an age gap between the two of them, but maybe that's a discussion for another time. There's also been some timeline-related stuff in regard to The Last Shot, which is the major novel coming out ahead of Solo, A Star Wars Story. That one is being released in April, and it takes place in three different time periods. The first part focuses on Lando and L337 prior to the events of Solo, and then the second part focuses on Han and Chewie during the time period in between Solo and A New Hope, so that roughly six-year period in between the two. And also, according to Lucasfilm Publishing's creative director, Michael Siglain, we're actually going to meet Sun of Staros in that particular story. And of course, she is famously the woman who claimed to be Han Solo's wife in the Star Wars comics and created such a huge foo around that. Turned out that they really weren't married. They had just pretended to be married 
married for a con that they've been running. So it'll be really interesting to see if this is the actual con that they were referring to all those years ago. And then the final section of the book actually takes place in the post-Return of the Jedi time frame. That's the time frame that, I don't know about you, but I am particularly psyched to be hearing about because just there's so much that's unknown in that time frame. I can't get enough of it. And we find out, according to, um, uh, it was a new excerpt on StarWars.com from that particular space, it's happening three years specifically after the events of Return of the Jedi. And we know that explicitly because the excerpt says that Baby Ben was born right around the time the New Republic was mopping up the Empire over the skies of Jakku, and he is two years old at this time now. So we are three years in advance of Return of the Jedi. And also this means we're two years in advance of the ending of Chuck Wending's Aftermath trilogy. And we're also going to get a young adult novel called Most Wanted by Ray Carson that will focus on Han and Kira in their teenage years. It says here, Han and Kira don't have a lot in common other than not having a lot. They're street kids on Corellia doing whatever it takes to get by. They jump at the chance to prove themselves in the perilous world of Corellia's criminal underbelly only to discover they're on the same mission for the same unscrupulous boss. And when the job goes disastrously wrong, Hong and Kira are on the run from pirates, a droid crime syndicate, the Empire, and their boss, and will have to learn to trust each other if they are going to survive. And that is coming out same day as the movie itself. There's also going to be a Lando comic book series called Double or Nothing that's a five-issue limited series taking place immediately before the events of Solo, A Star Wars Story, and that's going to release the week after Solo comes out. Actually, I think they said on the Wednesday right afterwards. So what is that, May 30th, I believe that would be? And that's pretty much it about solo stuff right now. I mean, Ron Howard has not been doing as much as he's done in the past. And no, I'm not knocking him about that or anything like that. I mean, really, he did more for Solo, a Star Wars story than anybody else, I think, in terms of his wonderful Instagramming and tweeting and ultimately getting people excited about a movie that people were starting to get fearful about. So... So, Ron, yeah, you're fine in my book. And also, hey, happy belated birthday, by the way, since it was his birthday yesterday, too. All right, a quick break and then episode nine when we come back. Stay tuned. Hey, Rebel Rouser. No sponsor on this episode today, so I just have a favor to ask instead. If you haven't done so already, please consider leaving a review for Star Wars 7x7 on your favorite podcast app. Not just a star rating, although I will say we are personally very proud of our near-unanimous five-star rating on iTunes. No, I just mean a thoughtful sentence or two about what you like about the podcast, or how happy you are that it's part of your daily routine. And more reviews means better visibility, which means more people get to share in a daily dose of Star Wars joy, and you want that, don't you? Of course you do, so please leave a review on your favorite podcast app today. I thank you, and the Star Wars 7x7 podcast thanks you. Welcome back. All right, regarding episode nine, I've got one bit of news for you and one very interesting fact that was pointed out to me by a listener. So we'll start off with probably the bigger announcement, comparatively speaking, and that's that J.J. Abrams has said that they have completed the script for episode nine. And yeah, granted, you know, there may be tweaks here and there as they actually get into production and whatnot, but for all intents and purposes, we have a completed episode nine script and it perfectly on time because they still have pre-production work to do before they start shooting in the summer of 2018. So 
Good on you, JJ. It sounds like you and Chris have cracked the story, and we are very excited to see where you're going with it. Now, as I mentioned just a few seconds ago, a listener named Lyndon reached out to me and pointed out a very interesting fact. So with all the talk about Carrie Fisher and her untimely passing and what that means for the character of Leia in the Star Wars saga, you know, they went out on a limb to say, hey, you know, we're not going to digitally recreate Carrie. We're not going to do anything like that for episode nine. But what Lyndon pointed out to me was that no one has actually said that Leia is not going to appear in episode nine. All the official statements, specifically and especially from Kathleen Kennedy, have been that Carrie herself is not going to appear in episode nine. She's not going to be digitally recreated. They're not going to be taking footage from The Last Jedi that was left on the cutting room floor or anything like that. But Lyndon pointed out that there has not been a statement to the effect that Leia Organa Solo as a character will not appear in episode nine. And, you know, I went searching back through to see if I could find any reference to this, and I can't. I cannot. So, you know, we have to face the possibility that Leia could be recast. And, you know, I was thinking about this, and, you know, the most prominent one I can think of is how when Richard Harris passed away, he was the gentleman who played Dumbledore in the Harry Potter movies, and he died after the first two movies, and they hired Michael Gambone to come in and play Dumbledore for the remaining, oh, I guess it's six, technically, because they split the last book into two. Anyway, that was probably the most significant recasting of a character that I can think of seeing in any ongoing series of movies. And it went pretty well for them. I mean, obviously there was some initial like, really? Hmm, this is kind of different, especially when you consider Richard Harris was a a lot older of a Dumbledore, comparatively speaking. Michael Gambone was definitely much more spry in the character. So <laughs> it it is almost impossible to wrap my head around the idea of them recasting Leia's part for episode nine, but I guess we have to consider it a possibility. You know, the whole thing about episode nine taking place five to ten years after the events of The Last Jedi, I mean, I guess some people are theorizing that that's the way that they're going to deal with Leia's death. Personally, I think they're going to be that far out, but it had nothing to do with Leia's death for me. For me, it had to do with the fact that the Resistance has been so utterly decimated by the end of The Last Jedi that it's going to take five to ten years at least for them to build the Resistance back up to the point where it could legitimately challenge the First Order. That has nothing to do with Leia in that sense. I mean, obviously, Leia's character would need to help do that building up, but the events of Carrie Fisher's death, her untimely passing, that had nothing to do with my rationale for why episode nine ought to take place many, many years after the events of The Last Jedi. So I want to give a quick tip of the hat to Lyndon for pointing that out to me. Thank you very much. That is a point very well taken. And then I'd love to hear your thoughts about the possibility of recasting the part of Leia Organa Solo for Episode 9. What do you think about it? Let me know in the comments at the blog post for this show's episode at sw7x7.com. That is going to do it for today's episode of the podcast. Thank you so much, as always, for listening, and may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. 
Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you get separated from your master in a lightsaber duel, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And we'll be able to do even more with the show for you with your support at Patreon.com SW7x7. It's not Darth Maul sliced in half, it's Destiny Unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2018, Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it. This is your moment. Your moment to move forward and make progress. It's time to see where an education can take you. For over 130 years, Strayer University has been at the forefront of change, offering programs that help students like you get ahead and stay ahead, so you can keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEF.